Hello, this is Book Horde. I'm Megan. And I'm Denise. And this is our, gosh, what is this? Our third storytelling episode? Fourth. Is it our fourth? Yes. Oh my God, it's our fourth. You put it. (laughs) It does say it on the top left. Oh my God. Sorry. I know. I said the same thing when I saw the title. I was like, this is our fourth? I've been Damn, I've been flies. editing the third one. That's what it is. <laughs> mm, got it. So this is our fourth uh, story time episode in Today. which Denise gets back at me for telling her about blue peepees. <laughs> yeah. Still reeling from that one, Megan. I'm going to be talking today about A Black and Endless Sky by Matthew Lyons. Just in time for Halloween. I love that we didn't even plan for Halloween to land on your time to go. It just worked out that way. I know, right? (laughs) It just worked out that way. Obviously, we knew. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, though. Can you imagine if you had to talk about a romance and it was October? <laughs> well, I would do, like, a witchy one. Like, I would do, like, mm. in the, um, I got, like, at least two, like, witchy romances um, at oh. Changing Hands Bookstore this weekend in, in preparation for fall and October coming up. Oh. <laughs> That's what I need to be doing. I need to get more, like, like just spooky books. It's weird. Like, I told myself I need to start reading more horror, and then I just did it. <laughs> um, but I can tell you that the regular book that we are reading for, like, our main episode, I'm enjoying, but I'm mm. also, like, this is why I don't read thriller on a daily basis. <laughs> like, I can only do so much of it at a time. <laughs> I, while I was reading it I was like I wonder how Megan's doing with this like <laughs> Megan's Megan's surviving but <laughs> I'm enjoying it I'm enjoying it like I told you I'm enjoying it um I, it just is like I'm remembering like why I don't do thrillers and horrors um, all that often like every once in a while it's good so like this is a good one but I'm like I could mm. not do this on a regular basis <laughs> What is, like, how is it reading horror as a non-horror fan? Like, is it just, like, it's so creepy, or is it kind of, like, just doesn't vibe with you? I think vibe. I, I think know. it's really the vibe. Um, mm. Like, there are some parts that are creepy, but, like, I think for me, it's really just vibe. It just doesn't vibe with me. Like, I don't mm. do well with it. Like, I'm reading things, and I'll just be like, okay, then just get out of the fucking house. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like... <laughs> I don't like I, why I you can go... imagine with the book we're reading. You're probably I'm like, like Okay, then just go. leave. I don't understand. <laughs> just go. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> you have like there's literally not... a second option open to you, like that you can't take. You are just choosing not to. I don't get it. <laughs> I feel like if the author is a good writer, they'll handle that well mm-hmm. when it's like here's no, your motivation yeah. for staying. And I do get but, that with like, her, I'm... but as a non-horror person, I'm still just, like, if I were experiencing that shit, I'd be like, fuck everything else, bye. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. I just, I don't know, I have gotten that feeling with some horror books where I'm like, why are you still there? <laughs> okay, so, 
that's for our next episode. You are going to tell me a totally different thriller that maybe makes more sense than the last one. Who knows? Yeah. So I specifically, when choosing a book, I didn't want to do a serial killer or anything where it just felt like there was an easy way out. You know what I mean? Where you could leave theoretically. Those are the ones I, just, I like. I like the serial killers. <laughs> I, I thought about it. I thought about it, but I didn't want there to be an option. Okay. Cause my favorite horror is cosmic horror, which is like Lovecraft. It's that kind of like, like, there are things uh, that we don't know about in this world that just exist and to even like we couldn't even comprehend them. You know what I mean? I don't know. No, I know what you mean. I, I've never read Lovecraft, but um, during the summer when I did summer school, one of the short stories I had the kids read was The Feather Pillow. I don't know if we, I can't remember if we talked about this before. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think I'm thinking of a completely different conversation I had with a completely different person, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Horatio, uh, gosh, damn it. Horatio. Quiroga? Thank you. I was like, fuck, Quiroga? <laughs> um, yeah. who, and it's, it's kind of like that same thing. Um, there's something in her pillow that, like, when she lays down and it's just, like, mm. sucking the life out of her. Um, yes. And, like, as a short story, like, I like it better, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I can do short stories. And, you know, I might like Lovecraft, but I've never read him and because I never knew about him until I got older. And then I knew about him and, like, everything about him. And I was like... Fuck that, dude. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was a big fan of him. And then um, I, one of my favorite video games is Bloodborne, which takes a lot of inform, a lot of source material. Like it, it's very cosmic horror, a lot of Lovecraft influences on the game. And I just like, I fell in love. Like after playing Bloodborne, I was like, this is it. Like, this is the coolest shit I've ever heard about. Um, and then you told me about Lovecraft, like him as a person, and I was like, well, <laughs> leave it to me, me to ruin everything. <laughs> it's my job as an English teacher to introduce you. No, I didn't introduce you, but <laughs> with my kids, like, because some shit is just like in the curriculum, like, so I have to teach it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, yeah, here's this person. They're also shit, but guess what? We're going to read it. <laughs> It's like your responsibility as a reader, too, where it's like, where's that line? How far can you handle someone? Anyways. <laughs> it's also that line, too, especially for, like, older authors, too, where, like, they're fucking dead. So it's not like you are, act- they are like, actually making money off of you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Lovecraft, yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. not making any money off of you. His um, trust is... But a lot of times, like, the trust of these authors tend to try to... The coordinators or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, like, it's like the, um, like, the Tolkien Association Trust, like, like, they're the ones who make the money off of everything. But, like, a lot of times they like to use the money they get to try to, like, 
I don't want to say negate, but like do good things to kind of make up for the author yeah. being a shit person too. So that's something I always like encourage people to look into too, especially for authors that are no, um, no longer with us. It's like they, they are not like actually making like money off of you. Like, and so mm -hmm. if you decide to read them and you think that you can put that aside, like look up what their trust does and things like that too and see what they're doing and it might be that they're doing such great things that like that could help you with the reading yeah i think it's also about recognizing the if there's problematic behaviors or a reflection of the author's problematic mentality in the book like you can call that out you can recognize it instead of being like oh we're just gonna ignore that because the rest of the book is really good let's just not talk about that other like 10 percent or how they talk about a certain character because this mm -hmm. is good it's like no like you have to be you have to be open about shit like that because it can it can hurt mm -hmm. yeah Alrighty, let's let's <laughs> hit me with this let's we're 10 minutes in. We haven't tortured me yet. So, okay. So the beginning of this book, it's really cool. It starts out, right, as horror does, with the shit that's going to come up in the rest of the book, right? So in the beginning, there's this, this crew, this government crew that they have found, or someone has found this door in the middle of nowhere, in the ground, right? Like a door. And they can't get that shit open so they're gonna blow it up right so like it's in the ground it's up. not just like a door like like it's the way they make it sound is it's like closed off and they're trying to open it up but here's my question um, i guess my question is mostly like is the door in the ground or is it like a freestanding door just randomly out there like think stranger things no, it's in the ground okay it's in okay. the ground not like stranger things yeah I don't know if thinking now it could be that door is metaphorical. Like maybe it's not a literal door. Oh god, a metaphorical but it's something to where, <laughs> like a doorway. You know what I mean? Okay. So they can't get it open. Is essentially the thing. So they have this crew go in. They're setting it up. But what people talk about is um, the people that show up. Everyone is curious, right? All the crews, even if it's their day off, they're going to see what's going to happen when they open the door. And so they're all standing around. There's a bunch of people, right? And when they blow open this door at first, it's just like, it's weird. Suddenly one of the people, one of the persons, person, people, what, what is English? That is there starts people. like clawing their eye. People, one of the people there, yes, starts like clawing their eyes open and they're like freaking out and then suddenly everyone there meets the same fate and they have this feeling of like unease and death that they can feel emanating from the door that they just opened and then like everyone essentially just fucking dies there that's there and Jesus then like fuck. like cuts to the end of the chapter and then it's like hey we meet our two protagonists for the story which are jonah and nell right and these peeps like jonah's just got th through a divorce like he's it's not like it's an amicable divorce mm -hmm. like he's not really like in like 
he's just like it was like they fell out of love essentially mm-hmm. right and so him and his sister who he's kind of been estranged from for a couple of years shows up to help him and is like hey like you know like i'll help you through this and you could tell from the beginning even though he's still hurting like they're kind of just like like they kind of push each other's buttons like even with the little things that they say mm-hmm. so it's not like a very good relationship between the two of them okay but you know she's there for him he doesn't really have anyone like he he never mentions any friends or anything and even his his soon to be ex-wife is like you, you like you should go on a road trip with your sister like this would be good for you you need to do something instead of just going back to your old life and just like wallowing cuz even she's kind of like like, they're not friends. They're still friendly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, if it's an amicable and, divorce, yeah. They tend... Yeah. Like, like there's not really hard feelings there. It's but, in the name, amicable. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so the two of them, Nell and Jonah, are the two siblings' names. So they go on a road trip, right? And it's chill. Like, one of the... Like, they, they end up stopping in a bar. And on the way there, like, you really get to see the two siblings relationship and how like they're dicks to each other to be honest (laughs) like these from the beginning these are two very unlikable characters and they're just like shitheads like i can't i can't relate to them like i like even if i'm not cool with my sibling like you know yeah dicks to them yeah and um and she's from the get-go, Nell especially is telling Jonah, like, oh, like, remember who you used to be? Like, you re- you used to be this fighter. Like, you would get into bar fights and shit. Like, you were cool, man. What happened to you? And Jonah's like, bro, like, I just went through a divorce. Like, can you lay off me for, like, two days? <laughs> and she's like, no, like, we need to talk about this and all this shit. And anyways, they stop at a bar because she's like, you know what? I'm going to be around you. I need a drink. Oh god. And so <laughs> they fucking go to this bar. And at some point, like she's being a dick to Jonah again. And he's like, I'm gonna go to the fucking bathroom. Like, fuck this. Let me just go wash my hands or some shit. And when he gets out of the bathroom, she's already starting a fight with some dude there. And she at some point she takes the shot she was given like fucking knocks it back and then just hits the guy in the face with it <laughs> and is like like let's start something now oh bitch. god have you ever been drinking and, with like, someone who like gets like volatile when they drink like they just want to fight and fucking shit have you ever been with someone like that like i don't mean like in a relationship i just mean like have you gone out drinking no. with someone like that it's a pain I in the ass <laughs> I have I can't imagine like someone that's just ready to fight and is also drunk like you can't reason with that like you can't you're just like what the fuck am I supposed to do with you man you realize like Like, all these people could beat you up I don't like you can't win that's literally no because she goes they go to a biker bar like it's literally like there's dudes in the corner with like leather jackets all big beefy dudes and Nell's like I mean Never at any point in this book does it say if she's like like a trained fighter, but she likes getting into fights with like grown ass men. And I'm like, bro, like, what are you doing? <laughs> she's just like challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah, she's like bet, <laughs> and like so she fucking like 
throws a shot glass into this guy's face and jonah's like oh my fucking jesus and he joins in and they somehow they end up winning in this biker bar with like beefy dudes like one dude the bartender pulls out a fucking uh, a bat with like duct tape and shit on it and they still kick his ass it was it was wild okay but like like mind you this is not the first bar fight that they end up winning and i don't know how <laughs> i but it's it's wild we're here for it um the crazy part right so this shit starts at 100 right because she ends up kicking the guy who she throws a shot glass into his face he ends up having a seizure and they can tell when on the way out of the bar they can see him foaming up at the mouth and like like literally having mm -hmm. an obvious seizure in front of them but they still decide to leave also <laughs> i fucking hate people like that okay people are just like fucking standing around or just filming and they're not fucking doing anything i hate people like that yes. like at least one fucking like ask do you need fucking help like that's all you fucking need yeah. to do sorry i just saw a video like that like, like you could have called uh, 911 like, on your way out the door or something like if yes. you really didn't want to be like in anything just been like oh you know what i'll call help something like anything and mind you at this point too in order to have opened their tab at the bar she had to leave her license and she leaves it like both of them leave on their way out the door so the guy the bartender literally has her name full name and address like home address and i'm like i'm like how could you be this angry and stupid <laughs> like <laughs> i'm sorry but anger and stupidity go hand in hand a lot like as a teacher who sees fucking <laughs> fights like happening all, i'm like seriously like so i've already i like i've already talked about i feel like that like fighting in schools has like gone up significantly since uh the pandemic and um like school like since schools have opened and stuff like that and like i literally like tell the kids i'm like i just don't get that angry and they're like it's not really anger i'm like so it's really just stupidity then okay <laughs> like they're just yeah, like boredom. they legitimately just get fucking bored yeah. yeah and like i think that's how it feels for nell for a lot of this book like she's just kind of like like why not you know why not get into a bar fight and like fuck people shit up like why not and it's bad because literally in the first fight you see with her she kills somebody like accidentally but he literally wait what oh wait that guy right yeah like on their way out oh, okay he ends up the seizure killed him later turns out he had epilepsy and the doctor had even told his like his sibling his family that like if he gets one hard hit to the head like he will fucking die and so okay but that's not really her fault you know, well it's like it's i feel like i'm sorry day, it's like but she literally like i okay i'll say it's both her fault and 
one of the other yeah bikers, i mean you can't go around hitting people yeah because one of the other bikers was the guy's older brother and he's the one who's like i i brought him to the bar to take care of him and protect him quote protect him that doesn't make any sense bring, if you want to protect yeah. him why are you bringing him to a biker bar exactly. do, you, do you not know what happens in biker right? bars like, like that's all i say where i'm like <laughs> you also took your brother to the to a biker bar where the fuck like people get into fights all the fucking time like but it's just like biker bar i thought you said build a bear (laughs) (laughs) what i like like i guess because the brother his name is terry i think fucking terry he's like the biggest dude there and he's like protecting my little brother and shit but like i mean in a bar in a fight anything can go wrong like you think you can be the biggest muscly dude there and then someone brings a gun the fuck you gonna do (laughs) like your flesh is still just like nothing to a bullet um and so like i think this really kind of emphasizes like they like these these siblings are like fucking dickheads like they just bounce they're they're out they're like she slashes his tires on the way out the tires of everyone there i don't know if you've ever seen the movie um what the fuck is it wild hogs have you ever seen that movie from like 2007 with um who the fuck's in it uh i haven't i'm just still trying to grasp my mind around someone deciding to slash the tires of everyone there it has tim allen martin lawrence the fucking chaos you have to have they do the exact same (laughs) thing in the fucking movie they go to a biker bar like get into a fight and on the way out like slash everybody's tires so that they can't follow them and then like bounce okay that's kind of smart actually now that i'm thinking about it. i thought she was just doing it to be vindictive like shoot i i to me i'm just like just just being a dick at that point but i guess that is smart if both? you don't want them to follow you both? i think it was vindictive and also to be like can't fucking follow me bitch <laughs> and then just like stabs like, it's being vindictive and to be a dick <laughs> yeah so they can't fucking follow them and then like they just bounce never at any point is now like oh my driver's license they know where i live like no she's just like let's go dude on the way out of there she tells jonah she's like see remember how it used to be dude when you would get into fights and he's like over there like his knuckles are all bloody like he's fucking pissed he's like are you fucking kidding me you started that shit just to prove a point like literally the guy's foaming on the ground and she's just like adrenaline rush this feels so good (laughs) um (laughs) and um i sorry i keep meaning myself because i also hear like someone like um leaf blowing or something outside um, so like i want people to know i'm laughing but like <laughs> there's also like someone with a leaf blower randomly god damn it leaf blower person <laughs> i can see you laughing and i like i take that as like encouragement i i can see you okay. i see you <laughs> okay i also want people to know like i am laughing along too I, there's just a leaf blower <laughs> and so like so like they head off right and it cuts back the book cuts back to the bikers in the bar and the guy the main guy terry whose brother like just fucking died like he's pissed and he finds when he finds out that the, his fucking bike tires are slashed of everyone there like he's even more pissed 
Come I mean, it's really just the icing on top of the fucking cake. <laughs> and it, like, your brother's dead and your tires are slashed. Probably by the same person. Like, And, like, like, it's funny. There was a sign on the bar outside that said, like, we don't call 911 here. We just call our gang type shit. Like, it's one of those places. And so, like, Terry and his fucking crew is like, we're gonna fucking Once again, proving the point that this was the place to bring your brother to protect him. <laughs> Bro, like, do better, Terry. Do better. <laughs> and um, so instead of calling 911, like, he has his brother's dead body on the ground. And they're like, well, we can't call the cops. And we got to go after these fucking people. So they bury him in the backyard. No, no, you can't. You can call the cops. Let's just put that out there. You can call the cops. 100%. You can call the cops at any point in your life. Like, hello? Like, you're like you're a white guy. Like, you're fine. Just call the cops. And so he, he, they bury his brother in the backyard. And they, like, they're like, we don't have time for anything else. So they, like, with their pocket knife, they, like, cross an X on the, the nearest tree. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, he's buried here. Let's go get him. <laughs> this is so weird. I'm like, we don't have time for anything else. I mean, can you just wait to, like, do the funeral after the revenge? Or, like... I, okay, were, okay, I'm sorry. They were just like, we don't want the cops asking any questions. Like, if anyone shows up, like, we can't have we can't have Vaughn, you know, like, splayed out dead on the pool table. So let's take him out back and just bury him. I don't know if they had a... And here's the thing, though. The guy isn't even... It's not like he's got a knife or, like, gunshot wound. Like, yeah. he did technically die of natural causes. There's really no more questions yeah. to ask. Yeah, like, you just say, like, you know these guys came in fucking like punched them in the face and shit you know go find them like they literally just fucking dipped <laughs> and but terry who is you know one of those grizzled i don't know biker leaders um i don't know if they're all like this but he's essentially like i'll take matters into my own hands and he doesn't even call his gang up he just takes two of his guys and he's like, you and you, let's roll. And they, the plan is essentially to go find the two siblings and like pretty much just fucking kill them. That was it. There was no other thought process, just kill. <laughs> and so I, I, I thought this was wild. If you've ever seen that movie, Wild Hog, to me, it was hilarious because Wild Hogs is a comedy and they I, the same thing fucking happens in that movie. The same thing's happening. <laughs> That's happening here. <laughs> Only seriously. Yeah, seriously. Um, I was cracking the fuck up. But anyway, so Jonah and Nell are like on the road. They're fucking vibing. And like, even though they've been fighting, um, Nell up to this point has been complaining of a headache, like casually. It's not a big deal. But since this is a horror book, you're just like, a headache? What's going on now? <laughs> like, you want to mention anything to us? And as yeah, like the in the most innocent thing is not so innocent. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, you like in real life, you know, how many symptoms do you have where you're just like, oh, like my side hurts, but it's not a big deal, you know? Like you're not gonna tell people about every pain, otherwise you're just gonna seem like someone that complains a lot. Have you seen those TikToks where it's like 
when you suddenly get that like random like pain like kind of like your in your chest area yeah. and you kind of just go with it like no one knows why but like now I'm finding out that like this is happening to a lot of women like this happens to a lot of women and I'm like what the fuck right? is that actually like like oh my left arm hurts and my chest but you're just like oh whatever like you could literally have like so many random pains and you pass it off so I don't hate her like I don't criticize her for just you know like oh I have a headache but I'm not gonna tell my brother about it this is a road trip whatever but there is a not here to ruin the road trip (laughs) (laughs) let's let's start a bar fight (laughs) but like you know you know let's not kill the vibe though with the headache (laughs) I'll kill a man but not the vibe she fucking does right on the way to their next location like there is a point i think jonah is the one no 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 Nell was the one driving and at some point jonah like had fallen asleep and when he woke back up it was probably like a couple a hundred miles later like a hundred miles later and um he wakes up in the car passenger seat and she's gone like the car's off everything's off and he's like fuck like what's going on like this was so out of nowhere and he checks to see if the car was still warm like the engine and it's like completely cold and he's like either the car has been off for like a while or like a really long time like I have no gauge of how much time has passed since you know it's been turned off and so he um he like looks for other clues can't find anything but he can see where she has like gone off to and they're in the middle of fucking nowhere they're like i see where he's where how can he see like he can like see, is there footprints, yeah, he can or something? See footprints in the like i think it's the sand like the dirt okay i'm not sure terrain wise where they were but i think i know they're in the middle of nowhere i think they said it was the desert maybe um but he essentially like he ends up being able to locate like where she's gone like her footprints are fucking like clear as shit he ends up finding a kind of like construction setup place that has signs everywhere like do not pass only with like certain level of clearance everyone past this point is subject to okay yeah is this is yeah, yeah okay is subject to um being searched and he can see like all this stuff like all centered around this like hole in the ground right is how i understood it to be and he can see like he sees her footprints are like you know like they move around a little bit but they're leading clear to the fucking hole in the ground and he like he takes out his his phone which has a flashlight so you know it's in the like like this is around like now time, right? And he can So basically even though the bar wouldn't call the cops, you could have called the cops with your own cell phone. He, is that what you're saying? When he got out of his car, he did think to call 911 because he was like what if she got like fucking um kidnapped or something? But he had no service and he would check his phone for service. There was nothing and he's like what the fuck am I going to do? Like I might as well just go see like maybe she's like 
you know, taking a shit in the woods or something, having a, having a smoke because she uses smoke. <laughs> you know, like, he's just like, you know, like, he's not going to think there's a fucking, like, you know, uh, chupacabra or something in the fucking forest. Like, he's like, I'm just going to go, like, see what's up. So it flashes the light in the fucking thing and he can see that like there's a way to get into the hole and like he can see that she went in it like right like her footprints lead straight into it, it she, he could see where she slid down and he's like fuck like I'm gonna have to go in this fucking dark ass hole like I don't like why would she go in here like this is weird right like he says it up to the point like he just so weirded out by this fucking situation like why the fuck did she get out of the car why is she in this hole um but whatever and he goes in the- we'd be weirded out by that that's so weird yeah. that's such a normal thing I to know. happen like that's my birthday every year um and so he fucking he gets in there and he can see it's like this cave like thing right like it's like a cave it's fucking dark but because of the flashlight on his phone he can kind of see and i guess I don't remember clearly if there was details of saying where exactly like she walked or anything but he just kind of like looked around this kind of cave area and he um he sees like at some point like he can even see like bones in the corner like a skeleton and he sees like a pile of rags in another corner and he's still looking around and he can at some point he feels something like walk white past the back of his legs like something walked mm-mm, past mm-mm, him and he's in this dark mm-mm, cave mm-mm, right mm-mm, mm-mm, and he's mm-mm. like like he's like what the fuck was that but nope. he turns around and there's nothing right like he flashes the, the flashlight and he's like oh shit like I, there's something there nope, nope, i must nope, have imagined nope, it nope, nope. just gonna like <laughs> put that in the back of my head and he sees the skeleton and he like says he's like oh my god like that he could see that it was a person that like crouched up they must have just like died there in the corner all alone he says he looks back to the rag to the pile of rags in the corner and he realizes it's a person and it's a sister like she's huddled up over there in the corner and he like she's like just like out like she doesn't wake up she's like she looks like she's passed out and he's like oh my god like what if what happened like i don't know what the fuck happened like she won't wake up he manages to kind of like get her up and i think she's kind of groggy because she's able to kind of help him like try to get her out of the fucking cave and he can Mm -hmm. feel something like behind him he can feel him himself being watched like he knows there's something in there with him he's like don't like that we gotta go he can get her like slowly out and he can feel again like something like touch the back of his leg again and he turns and there's nothing there he's like i just need to get her out and he fucking like he's able to like go out to the entrance and he gets out Mm -hmm. he gets out with her okay Okay. (laughs) take a breath okay so they're out no i just like i'm like i don't like i don't i don't like the caves i I don't like caves in general oh and like the whole like feeling someone behind you thing is just like it's and it's you know so subtle like he's rude (laughs) like it's so subtle he's just like like i can feel being watched there's something behind me but like fuck am i gonna do like i don't see shit and um <laughs> what the fuck am i gonna get do get the fuck out that's what you're gonna fucking and do you got out oh. but also so the what else is there to fucking yeah. do dude like get the fuck out <laughs> yeah so homeboy homeboy gets out he he got his sister out too which is what i thought was good um and he's able to 
um he's able to get her back to the fucking car like she's still kind of groggy and is able to help him and like he he gets her in there and they're able to drive to like the the hotel they were gonna stay up at that's like in a location like nearish right so he gets her there and he's like the next morning like he she goes to sleep she sleeps like a longest fucking time and when she wakes up she's like oh hey like what's happening like are we gonna go get breakfast what's what and he's like what the fuck do you mean did you not remember like yo bitch ass led me to a fucking cave like let's talk about that and she's like and she's like what are you talking about and he essentially asked her like do you remember anything from yesterday she's like nope she's like i remember the bar fight (laughs) and and he's like no like i woke up you weren't there you're in the middle of a fucking cave what's that about and she just says like i don't remember but okay like if you say that's what happened like that's what happened but um like i'm fine let's go get breakfast (laughs) if you say that's what happened that's what happened yeah like she's just like okay whatever like they're both toxic anyways (laughs) (laughs) um so they go get breakfast and at some point um Jonah, I think he leaves to go get the car or some shit or close out their tab at the hotel, whatever. Um, some lady sits right next to um sits next to Nell at the 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 diner they're at or whatever. And she's like, she's mm-hmm. like, I know what's inside of you. I can help you. I like I can feel it drawing myself to you. And she's like, do you believe in God? Like, tells Nell all this shit. And Nell's like, you're fucking psycho. Like, the fuck are you talking about? The lady ends up giving her her car. Like, it's just like, you'll need my help eventually. Call me. And just like... You'll need like, me. Like, all fucking, like, <laughs> mysterious and shit. I... It was a little weird. The setup was a little weird. But I'm like, you know, whatevs. Nell takes her phone number for, for some fucking reason. Like, I think I think at that point, she just kind of, like, she did feel off. Like, mm-hmm. she had, she did notice some nightmares that she was having, but it wasn't, like, anything, like, super serious. At least compared mm-hmm. to what happens in the rest of the book. Um, so she takes the girl's number, but she doesn't tell Jonah either. Because she, she doesn't tell Jonah anything. Like, she's been having this nightmare. She's been having this feeling. She's like, it's nothing like i'm not gonna bother him with my trauma <laughs> like it's oh like she's God. essentially like i don't want to bother him really of all the th- yeah like she will she will get him into a bar fight but you know to be vulnerable and tell him what's been bothering her that's too much <laughs> yeah i was gonna say to you i was like really like that she doesn't want to bother him with but like She'll pull him into a fucking bar fight. Okay. Yeah. People are weird. And the f- sad fact is, is like, there are people legitimately like that. Like, oh. I don't want to pull people into like my problems, but like, let me get them in a bar fight. No, like, <laughs> let's, this isn't, I don't want to do anything personal. She's very <laughs> like that thing of, um, like brutal. She's very brute force type when it comes to emotions like she's just like let's talk about why you don't get into bar fights anymore suddenly and like you don't even tell your wife who you used to be like you were that kind of person you just stopped like let's talk about that she's not saying it in a way where like 
kind and comforting. She's like, let's fucking talk about that. Mm -hmm. Like, you son of a bitch. Throwing you around, but emotionally. (laughs) And (laughs) this is the way I can describe her. So, yeah, that's just Nell. Like, that's literally just Nell as a person. Like, she doesn't... She wants Mm -hmm. to talk about feelings, but she doesn't want to talk... She wants to talk about Jonah's feelings and, like, how what he did made her feel. But he doesn't want to talk about, like, her personal problems. Mm -hmm. Because whenever he mentions, like, her shit, she's just like, let's not talk about that. And he'll be like, really? Like, you... Let's not go there. And he'll be like, you made me go into a bar fight because of how you felt I should be. Like, let's talk about that shit. And she's just like, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Let's, Let's move on to the next subject. Like, I think at this point, so it is just, like, nightmares and just her, like, feeling weird. But it's not anything over the top where it's like, bro, like, you should tell somebody. But when the lady does, when Mm -hmm. that lady shows up and kind of tells her, like, there's something inside you, Nell's just like, what if? Like, what does that mean? But, like, she puts it at the back of her head, like, doesn't mention it to Jonah. And they move on to the, the next location because they're still doing the road trip. Even though everything that's fucking happened, like, you know, like, whatever, we'll stick through this and we'll get closer as siblings, whatever, whatever. And on the way to the next location is where they, um, like, they're on the, this lone road to the next place. And in the middle of the road, they get, they find the bikers from earlier. Like, they're blocking the fucking road. They got their van sideways and shit. Because when they, like, when the guy earlier told his guys to, like, let's go, like, they still had vehicles stashed away besides the vehicles they had parked outside that Nell slashed the tires of. So they were able to um, do that. And, like, what's weird, too, is because... When Nell and Jonah were there, like, they mentioned what their next city main location was, the name of the city and everything. So they were just like, oh, like, there's only one way there. We'll just wait for them. Like, they'll they'll catch up to us anyways. And so, like, they're able to fucking ambush them. But they end up, the bikers end up getting their asses beat by Nell and Jonah. Okay. Like this is an okay. This is another one of those where it's like, is Nell like a secret like MMA fighter or like what the fuck? <laughs> because she just like like it doesn't even say like that she's like channeling you know the power of the thing inside her or anything. Like she literally just like kicks their asses. Like both of them just kick their asses, and it's it's one v it's two v three, mind you. And mm-hmm. one and the of the two, one's a woman. Like I, you know, not to be like sexist or anything, but like <laughs> sh- they they shouldn't mm-hmm. have won that fight. They still end up beating their asses, and then there's this moment at the end of the fight where Nell ends up like stealing a knife from one of the bikers and cuts starts cutting his face with it. Like really, um, like what's the word? Like, just very violent, like, very, like, like, it Mm -hmm. went from, like, just, like, kicking their asses to, like, very vicious. And even Jonah's like, what Mm -hmm. the fuck, Nell? And he says that there's, like, something in her eyes, like, like, something was missing. And she just, like, snaps Mm -hmm. out of it. And she's like, oh, like, I don't know what that was, but, um, let's go. And very blase, like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, and... This is just one of several moments where she does something like really 
fucked up. And she and mm-hmm. Jonah's like just looking at her like what the fuck and she's just like anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but because of that because like this is like one of the biggest ones where like Nell even recognizes like yeah I think there is something inside of me. I should call that one lady. And she ends up she ends up calling Anna, which is the name of the lady in the at the diner, where she's like, mm-hmm. You told me like you could help me. There's something going fucking weird. I need your fucking help. And Anna ends up picking her up. She's just like, Oh, like give me your whereabouts. And Nell's like, We passed this place. And Anna's like, I'll find you. Anna ends up finding her. And like Nell does not tell Jonah. She's like, like in her head, she's like, I don't need his help. I got this shit handled. I'll be fine. He'll he'll go home, like, not a big deal. And so she legs it and it gets picked up by Anna. And so Anna takes Nell to this this random place. I don't think it's anything in particular. And ends up explaining to her like what's going on. She's like, Have you been noticing like blocks in your memory? You know, things out of character for you, nightmares, and Anna and Nell is like, Yes, yes, and yes. And um Anna tells her how there's something inside of her that's um essentially like there's things in this world that exist and there's like a hierarchy to them. And they sometimes will take um like a vessel, a human vessel, but like human vessels cannot withstand their spirit or energy for long. So like you will end up dying. Like you will end up slowly rotting over time. Anna's like, I'm part of this group of people that can find those creatures like what's inside of you and like we can like get rid of them and she's like you see this thing around my neck and she has this kind of like chain thing that looks weird and she says that there's whenever she removes the creature from someone else or like this demon thing the demon gets um absorbed into the necklace and so the necklace helps her find other like demons and um like gives her i don't know if it's like a certain um i don't know how it works but she's part of the secret society and i think she 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 compares herself to a sin eater which i guess is like this old ritual where people would priests and stuff would take the sin of others upon themselves and so that you would be free of sins that's essentially how like she calls herself but she eats the demons from other people okay Right? And so she tells her, like, I can do that for you um, if you let me, like, you know, you allow me to do this and I will get rid of the demon inside of you. Or you will just slowly rot over time. You know, your your choice. I know what to do with this. Great choices. Great choices. And Nell's like, you know, (laughs) let me think about this for a couple of weeks. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was gonna say, like... (laughs) But, like, I still, for some reason, wouldn't have been surprised. Like, I was like, I could totally have seen her have doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. Nell, 100%, (laughs) I would see her just be like, yeah. Well, so, Anna starts doing the ritual on her, which essentially, she lies her down. She lies down Nell. She takes out this, I think it's, like, ink or something that she has to draw on her face or some shit. And her Mm -hmm. body. And then... She takes out a razor blade that she has in the special box. And then she ha- she goes for her neck and she's like putting it right here. And she's about to like slash it like with full force. Nope. And then Joe. Like on who's. Wait. Anna's on doing the- it to Nell. 
Nell is the okay. one who was being possessed. Getting her throat slashed? Yeah. Okay. And Nell in her mind is like, oh no, I fucked up, is what she says. But then Jonah, her brother, <laughs> comes out of nowhere. He They had stolen a shotgun from the bikers that they had beat for the second time. And so he he has a shotgun with him, points it at her head, at Anna's head, and he's like, take your razor blade off my fucking sister, you piece of shit. And Anna's like, I'm helping her. This is to help her. Like, I need to get rid of the demon. And he's like, yeah, I see your ritual. Like, get your fucking hands off of her. And, like, he essentially, like, kicks the razor. Like, um, ends up getting Anna away from her, right? And then he... Mm-hmm. He gets he gets Nell, he like picks her up and Anna's like, You're making a mistake. Your sister is gonna fucking die anyways. Like either you get rid of the demon now, or like the demon can do whatever the fuck it wants later. There is no hope for her. So Okay, so that that's what I was yeah. gonna say. So So it's like she it, the 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 point of the ritual was to kill Nell as well, like, right? Yep. That's essentially what it was. Okay. That's why she put the razor okay. blade to her neck. It wasn't like she was just getting some blood. Like, no, she was gonna kill her. Um, okay. And I can like that's how um, Anna describes it a little. Seems legit. Yeah, that's how Anna describes it a little <laughs> bit later. It's like she just kills people, and then like that's her completing her ritual. Okay, so she tried to do the ritual. Jonah saves her. <laughs> On their way out, fucking, I don't remember if it was Nell or Jonah, but they slash Anna's tire. <laughs> like, like, they're like... So they have, they have a signature, then, is what you're telling me. They have a signature. They have, what is it? They have an M.O. <laughs> yeah, so this is the second... Persons. And it's funny because both times I think it's not even that they have pocket knives on them, it's that they take a pocket knife from the person inside. So I think they had pocket knives from the bar and then they kept one and then they used that again to slash Anna's tires. And then they throw it away. Like they're like, we don't need this this weapon of mass destruction. Mind you, they fucking like they're the ones using it to slash people's tires. That shotgun. What? you they have that shotgun oh yeah they had the shotgun it's empty though i think they had yeah it was empty but they they kept that though that you know because they might you know they might need that to just scare some peeps and it's funny because so like they go on to their next hotel like meanwhile back at where anna's at where she finds her tire slash she's replacing him and who who does she meet but terry and his gang so now Terry and you know his gang members what are they called? are they called gang members biker gang members yeah um like they get Anna essentially to join them because now now the group of 3 that are out for Jonah and Nell's blood has turned to 4 because Anna's also wanting to kill them I don't I like I don't know I didn't know a road trip could go this bad to be honest i i worried about a serial makes our road trip to uh santa monica right (laughs) seem pretty boring it's interesting so this is like super like this is a little scene where they go to the hotel and nell i 
is it at this point? She scribbles on a piece of paper. There was a moment before this where she had, um, Jonah found her in one of the hotels, like with a piece of glass, I think it was scribbling into her hand, not scribbling, like writing on her hand, carving into it. And she had carved the word hello. And she like, Nell did not realize what was happening. She just looks like she looked at Jonah and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Jonah's like, what the fuck are you doing? And she sees that she had carved into her own arm um, a word. And she can't remember what happened, but she's like, let's not talk about this. Like, let's just pretend this never happened. And like in true Nell fashion, just let's not talk about our feelings or, you know, how we cut ourselves open, you know, let's just, you know, whatever. And freaking, um... So when she goes to this other hotel, she writes on a piece of paper and she thought she was just scribbling. But then later on, she opens it again and she sees that that she wrote in her handwriting, hello, Nell, over and over and over for like seven pages. And on the last page, she had written like it was like this image. If you've ever seen like for like um, like demons and stuff, whenever they talk about demons, they'll have like um, like how their name is written. It'll have like a circle and like a bunch of like weird symbols and shit. That's essentially what she had. Like a pentagram? Kind of. It just like, like there's different, like that's, I guess how demon names are written is like circles and like triangles. And oh, shit. like ruins, yeah. like in Cassandra Clare, like exactly, the ruins. Okay. like ruins. And so she had written what she think, I think she said she realized it was the name of the kind of demon thing that's inside of her. I don't think they call them demons per se. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this book does feel like it's more like demonic possession. A lot of the same tropes than like kind of, I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing, otherworldly in that sense. But it's just like, like yeah. a lot of the tropes are very like what I read in demon books, essentially. Especially this, like the scribbling on paper and not realize and thinking you're just scribbling and then looking back at it and seeing that you wrote something else, like what the creature inside you wrote, like demon trope. And especially when she writes the name, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, demons. And then at this point, when they're in this hotel, um, Jonah ends up telling Nell, like, he has a little heart-to-heart moment with her and tells her, like, why, um, like, they had gone, they had become ex- estranged, I think, 10 years before this point. It was at the point where he mm-hmm. married his wife, right? And he kind of, they did this move where they just up and left everything and moved out. And Nell never understood why, because they even they even kind of cut them off. Like they didn't really talk until like much later. And she never understood why he just did like a disappearing act on them. And he ends up telling mm-hmm. her um that also the reason that he stopped getting into bar fights and being such an angry person is that one one day a bar fight went wrong where this kid um he was trying to join like the local uh, Nazi gang, Nazi clan, whatever, and try to pick a fight with Jonah because he had heard jo- Jonah had such a big fighting reputation. And Jonah essentially ended up like beating him so bad. And the guy, I guess, kind of passed out or something or something where he was left outside mm-hmm. and like no one knew about him. Like the kid, like it was a kid. I think he was like 19 
19 years old or something he ended up okay um being left outside in the cold like it was one of those winter days i was gonna say that's uh, that's death. what it sounded like it was going he froze, yeah hypothermia yeah he froze to death <clears throat> and like jonah had been kind of seeing him up to this point like but just like it never felt like he was being possessed or anything seeing visions the same way Nell was it just seemed more like he was being haunted by his own um demons like his own demons but like regular demons not like otherworldly demons yeah and so we find out that now they're both jonah and nell are one for one they've both caused a death <laughs> to this point um and that's the tea so when they're checking out of this hotel right we're gearing towards the end at this point because you're also getting the perspectives of of Anna and Terry and how they're getting close and they're like this is it like we're going to fucking get him here. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they abduct Jonah. They're able to get him when he's checking out of the hotel. Like he goes outside to are t- I forget are Terry and Anna her teamed up now? Yes. They teamed up when yeah. she got her tire slashed uh-huh. and they were like, you know, we want to kill him. Uh-huh. We want to kill them. You want to kill them. Let's go. Did you mention that, or did I sp- and I spaced out, or did you not mention it? I remember saying like you know like we both have common goals. I don't know if I said they teamed up specifically, like okay, so that might have been my bad, okay. or it could have been mine. I <laughs> we need to get our shit together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they okay. It's. This is okay. So this is the third fight, right? Between Jonah and well, it's between Nell and the rest of them because they've abducted Jonah and he's like tied up in the corner. But mm-hmm. this is the only point where it makes sense that Nell ends up winning the fight because mm-hmm. when she's there, she's got a demon. She's got a her? demon inside of her because there's a. Well, the second fight, she technically had a demon inside of her, too. But they didn't say, they didn't say that he was okay. helping, that the demon was helping her. It was okay. just kind of like, like, she's like, she did a solar plex hit, she knocked his feet under mm-hmm. under him. Like it, it, like, it sounded like a regular fight, like the bar fight in the beginning. But this is okay. the only one where she okay. specifically is like, like, she calls on the demon and is like, help me and I will help you. And the demon's like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm and (laughs) and so like and so she ends up um she wins the fight she like kicks all of their asses i think at this point um one of the terry at this point only has one one of his two um biker gang members left the other guy wanted mm-hmm. to leave and so Terry just like stabbed him to death because he was like you the only way you leave my gang is by like me fucking killing you. Jesus Christ, where are the cops? <laughs> right? And then they <laughs> threw the guy's body in the desert. Like he just threw him to the side of the road. He's like no one's going to find you here. And Jesus And then Christ. the second guy, I think he <laughs> ends up dying like from the fight. But I don't know if one of if either Nell or, or Jonah specifically ended up killing him, but he ends up dying in this fight and so like okay so she so Nell was able to call on the like the demon and shit and like not much like this is another fight that happens but like you know they're gonna make it out alive 
So, like, Nell and Jonah uh-huh. end up surviving, but they're both kind of, like, Jonah, at least, is, like, spent. He is spent. He's tired. He can't really do much. And um, at this, this is the point where Nell decides to, del- to tell Jonah, hey, by the way, like, like you, because um, Jonah asked her, like, how do they know, like, where are we going? Like, what the fuck? And Nell tells him, oh, I left my driver's license back at the bar a couple days ago so like they also know where i live and where she and the problem with that is where she lives like um it's not really her address it's her dad's address because she's always like been moving around a lot so she always kept his address on her license Mm -hmm. so it's not even her house it's her dad's house by the way and she's like so they're probably gonna head there after so we should go because they end up losing sight of each other. Like, this this fight ends, and then, like, um, like, I don't know how they split up, but, like, essentially neither, neither side fucking ended up dying. So they go home, and, like, they could already see the signs that Anna and Terry have been inside. Like, they could see that the door's busted open. And they go inside, right? So Jonah stays in the car, but but Nell goes upstairs and she's the Mm -hmm. one that like finds Anna in her in one of the bedrooms with her dad and Anna's like like listen at this point like you're fucking like you're gonna die you can't handle this demon just let me kill you and end this like what are you doing um do you know the power of the thing inside you like you're done you shouldn't have even survived this far and Nell's like, mm-hmm. let go of my fucking dad or I will, like, kill you. And she's like, you can see, like, she talks about how she can feel in her face or in her body, like, the demon coming to the surface. Um, Like, there have been times, like, she'll smile and people can see the demon inside of her type. So, like, in this moment, she tells tells Anna, like, let him go. And Anna's like, is like, like, only, the only person... Like, the only person that has to die here is you. And Nell's like, I'm not going to let you kill me. And so Anna just fucking stabs her dad and just lets him die right there. And Jesus and Nell goes, for, Nell goes for Anna, like, goes to fucking choke her out. And they fall out of the window. While this is happening, on the first floor, Jonah at some point goes into the house. Because he was supposed to stay in the car. Like, he was all fucked up. It was the reasoning. Like, he literally could not fight. But at some point, he was like, you know what? Ride or die. And he goes inside. Uh (laughs) But Terry figured that he would um, come inside at some point. So he had stayed on the first floor. Ends up ambushing Jonah. And they have a fight. Jonah ends up killing him. He stabs him in the eye is how he ends up killing him. And so now Jonah has killed two people. Um, (laughs) And then I think it's after this point that, um, okay, so that was the first floor and the second floor. Nell had pushed Anna out out of the window. They had fallen to the ground. And I think Nell ends up killing Anna. So now she's three to Jonah's two, right? And so I think, so Jonah ends up falling into a coma. 
this is the moment where I guess the cops show up at some point. Nell is gone. Oh, really? Now they show, yeah. now they show up. Now at the end of the book, as is tradition. Okay, so let's read the death count. So Terry died. He got stabbed in the eye. Anna died. She got stabbed in the side. And then their dad died. He got stabbed in the neck. Nell is gone. Jonah is the only one that's there when the cops show up and he's alive. And they, the cops end up like doing an investigation and they just see it as like, um, like a home invasion gone wrong. So they kind of like, they put him in the hospital. Mm -hmm. He's in a coma. When he wakes up, he finds all the shit out and like, he's, he's going to get better, but they never find Nell. Like they don't even ask about her. I don't even think they like found any traces of her even being in the house. Like no questions asked Mm -hmm. about her. And um, I guess in the fight with Nell and Anna, Nell had ended up pulling the necklace off of Anna. The necklace, the chain is called, is what it's called. The one that houses all the demons. And when she pulls it off, she like she releases all the demons inside of it but then the demon inside of her follows the the other demons like it kind of says like oh i'm lonely and if i go with them like i'll be with my people so like the demon it says leaves her and so she's just like regular nail so she's back to normal again yeah essentially and then when jonah comes out of the uh, what is it called when he comes out of the coma he like he meets nell again like she pops out of the woodwork she somehow was able to survive like in the meantime until he mm-hmm. came out because she wasn't in the investigation at all like no one asked about her and um she this is the ending right like you can like see this is the epilogue and nell talks about how no, Jonah talks about how like he'll still see moments of like where her eyes just look like there's something inside of them, like they look blank, kind of like before. Mm-hmm. But it never says like that she's still possessed or anything. Like she she I think she pretty much goes back to normal. The demons go, like we don't know where. Jonah and Nell survive to the end and like everyone else that they met along the way died. <laughs> And that's the end. Yeah. Sounds like a shit show, to be perfectly honest. Like, it sounds like they didn't accomplish anything they set out to accomplish. <laughs> I mean, they completed the road trip. They- <laughs> <laughs> Their father died, but they completed the road trip. They're closer together as siblings. They bonded over death and <laughs> killing people. Why did you end up rating this? Four out of five. I thought it was fun. Like, it was... It was interesting. It was cool. I think mm-hmm. I like demon possession and cosmic horror. This one kind of had like elements of both. It wasn't fully cosmic horror mm-hmm. because you knew a lot of what was going on. But I really, mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, I think the only moments that took me out was like how Nell, how they kept winning the fights. Um <laughs> And I think before like the demon, yeah, before the demon with the demon, it was cool. It kind of seemed like, you know, like an overpowered protagonist who like has so much power and is like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Mm -hmm. It's it's cool because you don't have 
a likable character in this genuinely it's not like you're rooting for either <laughs> side like i didn't care if either terry died or like nell and jonah died because they were both shitty people mm -hmm. like you just like seeing the shit that they got up to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well this was uh our story time with denise and this was our halloween mm. story time yeah mm. it was a good book i'd recommend it Especially if you're into that kind of stuff. I I think... Can you say the title and author again for people? It's A Black and Endless Sky by Matthew Lyons. Mm -hmm. That was a ride. It made more sense than the last one. <laughs> this one was fun. At least I knew what was happening in the last one. Like, it was... It was rough. <laughs> it was... <laughs> I still don't know what was up with that one. <laughs> All right. This was Book Horde. I'm Megan. I'm Denise. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.